The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour two is underway. I'm glad you've made it, everybody. I I want to start off this hour. Don't worry, we're going to get to Donald Trump and his uh, his interview with NBC. A little. Uh, more than amazed that NBC put out such good stuff ahead of the interview. I, I I don't make a practice of watching NBC anyway, but I don't know that I'll be tuning in tonight to watch it um, because there's so much good stuff. And, and I, I don't. I mean, this is the president of the United States. I don't mind promoting NBC to get to get Trump's thoughts. Uh, but we will talk about about what Trump said about uh, Maxine Waters, what she has been saying, and. Fox News has been putting out a lot of information about possible candidates to replace Comey. As as, uh, the Democrats seem to be the only ones in the country who are just focused on the past. They're still butthurt over the election. So it's it's all Russia all the time. It's Russia, Russia, Russia. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. All the time when it comes to the Democrats. The rest of the country, okay, okay, Comey's gone. Now we want to move on. Who's going to replace him? And some of the names being floated are fascinating. And uh, we'll get into that coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show as well. Um, let's see. Where are we going to start now? Uh, here's where I want to start now. This is what I tried to get uh, Lawrence on to come and talk with me about this. It, it, not, that we, not that we necessarily need uh, Lawrence on here to talk about this kind of stuff. But I, I always have a, a blast when you have a couple of conservative guys who happen to be so-called minorities, and I hate that term, but you got a Latino guy and a black guy having a conversation about these things, and because what you find is is that he that when we start talking about these issues, every you know, Lawrence and I, if we're sitting in, in in the green room at the Blaze, or we're just you know chatting amongst ourselves, you know, even on a phone call, he'll come up with angles that I've never even considered. And him and me, I'm su- I'm sure, vice versa. We'll, we'll talk to him about things because it's a different different perspective, a Latino perspective, black perspective, but all conservative, and it's just fun. And I, and every single time that Lawrence and I talk on the radio together or do it on on television, we get a lot of great feedback because we have we approach things uh, with a conservative angle, but a particular uh, or a, a different life experience. And he's also there's a generational experience there too. I'm Generation X. He's millennial. So it's it, it's always fascinating 
to get him on. He's just he's just doing so much work today he couldn't make it. But th- there are a lot of things we, we want to talk about. Uh, yesterday we talked about this uh, this story out of Harvard that talked about a black only graduation, and I challenged the Chris Salcedo Show audience to say, okay, let's uh, let's switch out that word black and let's put in Latino. Is it still okay with you? Latino only graduation? And I imagine some of you would say, well, I guess that's okay. And then I said, let's let's swap out that word again. Let's put in white. White only graduation. Oh, that's unacceptable. That's, un- that, that's, that's outrageous. That's racist. I would submit to you all uh, Latino, black, white only ceremonies are racist. It's just the only time you'll get called on it is if it's white, and that's, of course, patently unfair. And why is that? Because liberals sponsor it. Because liberals can't use um, a particular situation uh, uh, to decry racism done by blacks or by Latinos. They can't use it to advance liberalism, so they won't. And remember, all of these Racial conflicts, all of these tertiary and and secondary issues that are out there, even some of the Democrats' primary issues, they're all designed to do one thing, advance liberalism. And when liberalism advances, the United States of America is harmed, invariably harmed. It always happens. Every single time this country goes down a left-wing path, we are harmed. Every single time without fail. So that that story came up yesterday. Then there's this. Dozens of people gathered around in New Orleans this morning to witness the removal of the Jefferson Davis Memorial, the second of four Confederate-era monuments that are set to come down. And this is what this is what I was really looking forward to picking Lawrence's brain on. Because I can give you the Salcedo show perspective on this that you've got a bunch of liberals out there saying, this must come down. That symbolizes racism. That symbolizes racism. Well, to me, that symbolizes history. A very dark period in our history that we never want to repeat. But history nonetheless. And that by deconstructing these monuments, by moving them them into a museum or moving them from view completely, it's tantamount to book burning in my estimation. And there's a Salcedo, Salcedo show axiom I want you all to remember, especially when it comes to government-run education. You will notice that there is not an emphasis in government-run education anymore about American history. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's a good reason for that. Liberals are terrified you're going to learn from that history terrified in in particular the struggle for liberty and freedom not only in the original struggle uh in the war for independence but also the civil war and the scars and the heavy price this country has paid every step of the way to 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 live up to our creed that all men are created equal so Remember, the Salcedo Show axiom says this, there is a reason why liberals took over education and there's a, liberal, there's a reason why liberals de-emphasize the learning of history. 
they are terribly afraid, you're going to learn from it. And then there's this story. In which I, I've got to say, well, let me just say it. What the hell is going on at Texas A&M? This comes via the American conservative. Tommy Curry is an associate professor at Texas A&M. He is black, specializes in critical race theory. Professor Curry does not limit his teaching to the classroom. He has a strong YouTube presence and has said the following, quote, in order to be equal, in order to be liberated, some white people might have to die. Now, <laughs> many of you are scratching your heads. Uh, liberated from what exactly? Um, uh, So-called intellectuals like this guy, this Professor Curry, still think it's 1965. Or still think it's 1865. Here is a, an example of Tommy Curry in his own words. Now, two weeks ago, Jamie Foxx made a joke about how great it was for him to be able to kill all the white people in his new movie. And I saw it, and he's right. Practically every white person in that movie uh, dies a very violent and well-deserved death uh, for their participation in the enslavement of African descended people. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's just funny. You can hear him chuckling in the background there. Um. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. People dying. Real hilarious. But the problem I have with that statement and if you use it in the context of Django is that it's a fantasy where the deaths of white people are really just an entertaining spectacle. It's something that didn't really happen. It's not like black people had that type of opportunity under enslavement. And today what you see is a backlash from white conservatives on one hand who are offended. No, not, not just white conservatives. This, this conservative was offended too. Um... Uh, that that some director and some actor somewhere would delight in in those kinds of deaths and especially dredging up something this country already fought a bloody war over and came out on the right side where uh, institutionalized racism as a thing of the past is a is a dinosaur and it belongs there in the past. And as I said, those, those monuments that you liberals, Professor Curry, are busy taking down are a, a stark reminder of us never to go back again. But you can already see it's fading. The lessons are fading because of liberals. You see blacks segregating at Harvard <laughs> it's like you, you just want to shake them you dumbasses you can't have racial equality by segregating what's wrong with you and you got these professor curries are saying you know what you know death of white people that'll solve everything saying that jamie fox is racist and white liberals on the other hand who are saying that well this is not productive if you ever talk about killing white people and putting the burden back on black people who have actually suffered these type of horrors saying no you can never have a political conversation about the killing of white people why do we have the political conversation about killing anybody why is that even a political conversation about killing anyone and sorry when was the last time the mass slaughter of blacks was widely accepted you have to go back to the Civil War era. 
Professor Curry, don't be un- under any illusion, sir, that you've experienced any of this or any of what the, your forebearers experienced. You privileged nutcase. It's, this man is in a teaching position at Texas A&M, and I can imagine his, in, his instruction is just like this. Teaching his students that, oh yeah, this stuff's happening all the time. Mass slaughter of blacks everywhere around the country with the complete blessing of government. And Whitey, and what's the solution? Because that in itself is evil, is non-productive, is nationalistic. Only evil black nationalists do that, right? And I think that a lot of times black people buy into this as well. Like what I'm surprised about is that I've seen no black public intellectual come out and actually address the issue of violence or social revolution or radical self-defense by black people historically. Yeah, because real intellectuals don't think like that. Actual intellectuals, actual black intellectuals, not not you, sir, Mr. Curry, but actual black intellectuals don't go, hey, kill Whitey. That's a solution. You see, that's not a very intellectual thing to do, sir, might I suggest. So when we have this conversation about violence or killing white people, it has to be looked at in this kind of this historical turn. And the fact that we've had no one address like how relevant and how solidified this kind of tradition is for black people saying, look, in order to be equal, in order to be liberated, some white people may have to die. <laughs> this guy's drawing a paycheck, folks. From a, I'm making air quotes with my fingers, institution of higher learning, Texas A&M. Uh, this was this this cat was brought to my attention by a Salcedo show listener who was an alum of Texas A&M and said not one more dime not to the the te- the, uh, uh, the alumni association not to the university not one more dime and this this type of vehement race hatred should be decried every single time it rears its ugly head professor Tommy Curry you are a disgrace sir you are a racist, and you have, there is no room for your type of violent discourse in a civilized society. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show, here on The Blaze. Hell, storms are coming. It's not just a show. It's a force of nature. Hashtag Salcedo Storm. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, we mentioned Flynn earlier on the program, folks. By the way, welcome back. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. Catch up with us on social media, if you will, on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C H R I S S A L C E D O T X, as in Texas, 
or on the Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, Senate committee uh, has subpoenaed former Trump advisor Flynn uh, documents from Mr. Flynn. Uh, his attorney wasn't cooperating voluntarily, so an, a subpoena has been issued. Uh, when there's more to talk about, we'll talk about it. But there's not much more to talk about other than that. Um, Aetna is message message to the Republicans in, in the United States Senate. Don't do anything. Just, just go through the motions. Come up with the most conservative bill you possibly can. And then when you can't get, when you can't get weak-kneed Republicans to come on board, let it go. Aetna will completely pull out of Obamacare by 2018. Health insurance company Aetna announced yesterday it will completely withdraw from the Obamacare marketplace. Pfft, that's funny. The Obama marketplace. What marketplace? There's nothing, mar- there's nothing market-based about this marketplace. The biggest sham. A pack full of lies told by one of the biggest liars in American history, resident Obama. A decision Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price perceived as a sign of continued instability in the health care sector under the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Well, yeah, it's a sign of something else. A sign of complete and utter failure of socialism. So, Republicans, you give it. If you're if it's gonna fail, give it the best conservative try. Don't accept that there has to be a government program here between patients and their doctors. Don't accept it. Repeal and deregulate. Repeal and deregulate. Not the insurance companies. Insur- Look, let the, let the insurance companies go. Let the, the, They're in ruin. Wow. What is that? You know who that is? Guys, I've got a brand new iPhone in here. <laughs> and it's across the studio. I, I, and it's talking to me. Can you guys, can you, Ellie, can you hear that? Who should I ring for you? It's yes. all the way. It's. Hold on a sec. It's not gonna. It's not gonna stop. Oh, shut up! Golly, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> oh, she's still talking. What? Just heard it click on. Okay, I've got a real. I've got to read up on the new iPhone set. I just got the iPhone Seven today. I just got it. Boy, that microphone is sensitive. Yeah. It is literally across the room. She's not going to stop blabbing. <laughs> Hold on a minute, folks. Um, I've got it turned off. And she's still... Siri, I don't need your help. <laughs> I'm fighting with a piece of machinery here in my studio. Siri, stop it. Oh, my goodness. You I think gotta... it's S sound. She thinks it's her. It, is that it? Is that it? Well, yeah. okay. Siri. Okay. <laughs> it's still talking. Okay. Th- S- Siri. 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 Oh my gosh. Hey, Siri. Shut up. Let's see what she does. <laughs> okay. Hold on a minute, folks. Here is uh, Donald Trump uh, talking with uh, Lester Holt 
about uh, about going to fire Comey regardless of what his crew said. He's a showboat. He's a grandstander. The FBI has been in turmoil. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. You take a look at the FBI a year ago. It was in virtual turmoil less than a year ago. It hasn't recovered from that. Monday, you met with the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein. Right. Did you ask for a recommendation? Uh, what I did is I was going to fire Comey. My decision. It was not... You had made the decision before they came uh, in the I, room. I was going to fire Comey. Uh, I, there's no good time to do it, by the way. Uh, they, because in your letter, you said I, I accepted, accepted their recommendation. Yeah, well, they so well, yeah, he, he accepted their recommendation. He was going to do it anyway, but I accepted their recommendation. It was just good news that it... It corresponded with what Donald Trump wanted to do. That well, Did you expect him to say, I was going to fire you anyway, but, you know, I also accepted their recommendation. That's a little probably too much detail in a, in a goodbye letter. Anyway, um, I've, I've stifled Siri. Uh, I've got to figure out how that works. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. Uh, more from Donald Trump and Maxine Waters. Don't miss Maxine. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. That has to be a first. Getting in, getting into an argument with Siri live on the air. <laughs> it's like talking to a Democrat. She just wouldn't listen. Uh, telephone numbers: triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Trump continued to answer this question from Lester Holt over at NBC about uh, the logistics. Of, of firing Comey, who made the decision? Who had already made the decision? Uh, oh, I was going to fire regardless of recommendation. So there was really room. He made a recommendation. He's highly respected. Very good guy. Very smart guy. Uh, the Democrats like him. The Republicans like him. Uh, he made a recommendation. But regardless of recommendation, I was going to fire Comey. Mr. Rosenstein is who he's talking about, the deputy attorney general, because it couldn't have come from the attorney general because, well, he's recused himself himself from these matters. Uh, Trump then continued to talk with uh, NBC about how Comey told him he wasn't under investigation. Let me ask you about your termination letter to Mr. Comey. You write, I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation. Why did you put that in there? Because he told me that. I mean, he told me he that. He told you weren't under investigation yeah, with re and I, regard I've to heard the Russian that. investigation? I've heard that from others. I think Was it he, in a phone call? Did you meet face-to-face? Uh, -face? I had a dinner with him. He wanted to have dinner because he wanted to stay on. We had a very nice dinner he, at the White he House asked very for the early on. A dinner was arranged. I think he asked for the dinner. And he wanted to stay on as the FBI head. And I said, I'll you know, consider. We'll see what happens. But uh, we had a very nice dinner. And at that time, he told me, you are not under investigation, that which was, I knew anyway. That was one meeting. What was it? What First of all, when you're under investigation, you're giving all sorts of documents and everything. I knew I wasn't under. And I heard it was stated at the committee, at some committee level, that I wasn't. Number one. So that didn't come directly then, from Then during him. the phone call, he said it. And then during another phone call, he said it. So who, he said who? it once at dinner. And then he said it twice during phone call. Yeah. Well, so 
Trump's not under investigation because this is a counterintelligence investigation. This is focusing on Russia's interference. And what's what Democrats are hoping is that this this rather nebulous dragnet will incriminate somebody on Trump's team, maybe even Trump himself. They have no evidence. There's no as a matter of fact, the Democrats have been trying to collect for a year evidence. Uh, James Comey has been investigating Trump for nearly a year. And the best they can come up with, hear me on this, folks, the best they can come up with is no evidence of collusion. That's it. That's it. At the end of the day, there is no Democrat out there who will be able to be able to articulate what exactly is Donald Trump charged with? Well, nothing. We haven't found anything yet. How long are you going to keep looking for the next four years? And that's really what they're up to. They just want to taint and stop the Trump agenda. That's all. They can't hack that they, that they lost. They can't accept, like most children can't. They can't accept that they were told no by the American people. So they're just going to keep on going. This is, this is all. Can you, can you guys believe the once mighty Democrat Party? This is all they have is trying to trudge up a, a, a collusion between Trump and Russia. And then, and then try to, to find some sort of criminality. Trump, uh, Russia put up a fake Facebook posting. And somebody in the Trump campaign told him to do it? Well, we don't know. But we're going to try to find that out. What if they did? What if Trump said, hey, Vlad, yes, go ahead, uh, Mr. Trump, how are you? Would you please do me a favor? And would you put a huge fake news story on uh, on, on various Facebook pages. Oh, right away. We are here in Russia. We do your bidding, Mr. Trump. Can you guys imagine something like that happening? That's what the, that's what the Democrats want, the, want their people to believe. Speaking of wanting their people to believe, did you guys hear Colbert last night? <laughs> I'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, Trump says he asked Comey as to whether or not he was being, whether or not he was being investigated. I mean, I imagine if I was the president of the United States and I had the director of the FBI sitting in front of me, I might ask. I mean, Trump's one of these guys, he's not a politician, he doesn't know what about these alleged uh, restrictions on propriety, I suppose. But he just takes a point blank, I got you here. Am I under investigation? Did, did you call him? Uh, in one case, I called him. In one case, he called me. And did you ask, am I under investigation? I actually asked him, yes. I said... If it's possible, would you let me know, am I under investigation? He said, you are not under investigation. But he's, he's given sworn testimony that there is an ongoing investigation into the Trump campaign and possible collusion with the Russian government. Right. You were the centerpiece of the Trump well, campaign. So I was he being truthful is, when uh, well, he says you were under investigation? I know that I'm not under investigation. Me, personally. I'm not talking about campaigns. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm not under investigation. Yeah, Lester Holt, I... Uh, was Lester Holt feigning stupid there? Do you not realize that the Trump campaign, which was rather large, not as large as past campaigns, certainly, but Trump campaign doesn't mean Trump individually or himself. Did Lester Holt not realize that? Or maybe he did. Maybe he did. Colbert in front of his audience uh, a night, two nights ago, right? When the firing of Comey happened. Huge story. 
that broke little just minutes ago, like less than 10 minutes ago, FBI Director James Comey has just been fired by Donald Trump. Wow. Huge, huge Donald Trump fans here tonight. They didn't, they didn't get the memo. Uh, the leftists that, that Stephen Colbert and all the late night talk show hosts have been, have been whipping up into a frenzy to hate Trump and to hate Comey because the, the, the narrative has been Comey cost Hillary Clinton the election. And so upon hearing on his firing, the liberals in the audience cheered. What? what, what, what? We're not supposed to? What, what? Oh, Stephen, tell us what we're supposed to think. No, you're supposed to. Colbert, you can hear him. You're supposed to hate Trump always. Anything he does, you're supposed to oppose. And they didn't get the memo. <laughs> These people can't think for themselves. It's, they always accuse our audiences, conservative talk show audiences, of being uh, unable to put cogent thoughts together on their own. And when really, and how, this is another Salcedo show axiom, folks. Liberals often display in abundance traits they want to, to assign to other people. They often display traits that they themselves, or they often accuse others of having traits that they themselves have in abundance. And that's one of them. Uh, exaggeration without any evidence is also one of the liberal traits. Here's Senator Blumenthal accusing the President of the United States of treason. What's needed is an independent, objective, impartial prosecutor because only a prosecutor can bring criminal charges and hold accountable the people who may have committed treason or fraud or lied to the FBI. And obviously, the president is a potential target. With absolutely no evidence that Mr. Trump is even target or that any of these things have even happened with not a shred of evidence. Senator Blumenthal in one of and probably one of the more stark, irresponsible displays that I've seen in an awful long time jumps out, which, you know what, the Democrats will best that tomorrow, I'm sure. Some moron Democrat will get up there and, and do something better, but to accuse the president of the United States of treason uh, with, with not a shred of evidence. And I wish that whoever was interviewing, uh, I think it was MSNBS, interviewing Senator Blumenthal would say, what's your evidence, Senator, of treason? What's your evidence? Now, one MSNBS reporter actually, actually broached onto a, an actual tough interview with none other than Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters in January of this year, just in January, mere months ago, said this about Director Comey. No, it's classified and we can't tell you anything. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. FBI director has no credibility. Now, we told you yesterday with Chuck Schumer, remember what Chuck Schumer said? He uh, had no confidence in, in James Comey, but still wanted him to be in government. And, and we told you, this is the hallmark of the Democrat Party. They can look at somebody and say, hey, you suck. I have no confidence in you. You are a reprobate. Uh, what, what did Maxine Waters say of, of James Comey? And we can't tell you anything. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. You have no credibility. But I want you to be in government. This, these are the types of people that Democrats want to impose on you and me, folks. 
people who have no credibility. People who they don't have faith in, they want to impose on us in government. Here's Maxine Waters, fast forward to yesterday, talking on MSNBS. But Congresswoman, I understand that in the past he was praising him, but if you said that FBI Director James Comey had no credibility, wouldn't you support the fact that the president, then then candidate Trump, now President Trump made the decisions to get rid of him? No, no, not necessarily. And let me tell you why. You have an investigation going on where the president is implicated, and this is a serious investigation. A a serious investigation that Maxine Waters would entrust to somebody with no credibility. Think about it, Maxine. This this woman is, uh, I said it before, she's dumber than a bag of rocks with apologies to every rock everywhere. Think about this. Maxine Waters, Democrat, California, wants a very serious investigation to be conducted by a man who has no credibility. Donald Trump's guilty. From a man that has no credibility. Donald Trump's innocent. From a man who has no uh, credibility. What sense does keeping a man like this around make? But Maxine Waters, back in January, no credibility, but I want to stay around. I've been trying to get people to focus on this connection with the Kremlin and with Putin. What connection? You idiot. What connection? She has no idea, by the way. She thinks she thinks the Russians invaded Korea. I have a resolution that I introduced in February. I think there's enough there that we know about the Kremlin and about Putin uh, to be concerned about whether or not there was collusion. So I to be clear, you was, think... And so to be, I believe that they should have to connect the dots and get the facts because I think it will lead to the impeachment of this president. <laughs> Wishful thinking there, Maxine. Now, the, the MSNBS reporter had... Another pointed question for her. What if Hillary Clinton had been elected? Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. A bit of breaking news. Uh, One of uh, Maxine Waters' colleagues, former colleagues, Corrine Brown of Florida, has just been uh, found guilty of 18 of 22 corruption charges. Culture of corruption alive and well in the Democrat Party, ladies and gentlemen. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So now here's crazy Maxine uh, with a very pointed question from an MSNBS anchor uh, slash reporter about the firing of James Comey. 
So, Congresswoman, respecting that, to be clear, you believe it would have been better to keep in place an FBI director who you said had no credibility to oversee this investigation than to find someone who you think would be a better choice? No, but I believe the president thought that. Don't forget, you're talking about what some Democrats said, what I said. Understood. So if Hillary Clinton had won the White House, would you have recommended that she fire FBI Director James Comey? Well, let me tell you something. If she had won the White House, I believe that given what he did to her and what he tried to do, she should have fired him, yes. So she should have fired him, but he shouldn't have fired him. This is why I'm confused. She, no, it's, it's, no, you're not confused. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know how typically when conservatives or Republicans stand up and say, you know, that that's not the right question you should be asking. You should be asking this how how the most of the people in the basket of bias just get really offended. I I'm asking the questions. I'm the journalist here. Here's Maxine Waters telling this MSNBS guy, you're not confused. No, you're not. You're not confused. <laughs> And you can hear him mumbling in the background. Yes, I am confused. If the president is implicated I, I in an investigation. <laughs> I, I am confused. Hold on. Confused. If the president is implicated I, I in an investigation, <laughs> the president of the United States, who has a history of firing people who get close to, you know, him and his allies like Flynn and like uh, uh, Miss Yates, what? he will fire them. What? Sally Yates wasn't a, a Trump ally. She she was an Obama appointee. She was interim a, attorney general. What what is this woman talking about? What is well, you know, I, I was I was thinking about this today that that Democrats are just really ticked off that government employees are being fired. Because remember, remember during the era of Obama, uh, you could do almost anything in government and you could never be fired. Because it was important to keep taxpayer money funding your salary so the union you belong to can continue to finance Democrat campaigns. I, I think that's what she's really ticked off about is that government employees are getting fired. But man, she's, in, she's insane. And this is the woman who leads the Democrat Party. They all love her. Ugh, that party needs help. Remember everybody, society's worth not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Friday tomorrow. We'll see you back here, 3 o'clock Eastern on The Blaze. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on The Blaze Radio Network.